Hello, how are you today? I hope you're holding up during this corona madness. I'm Michalis Goudis and this is Making House a Home, the podcast of Housing Europe, the European Federation of Public, Cooperative and Social Housing. We're back with one more episode of our series around the housing aspect of the coronavirus crisis. We're addressing a number of questions you may also be thinking about with one special guest each time. After discussing with Karen Cuff, the EU Green Deal and its ambition for a renovation wave today, uh, we're heading back to the European Parliament to meet one of its Dutch members with the Greens, Kim van Sparentak. Kim is currently a reporter of the European Parliament upcoming own initiative report on decent and affordable housing for all, and the timing unfortunately couldn't have been more appropriate given that the coronavirus crisis has brought to surface uh, Europe's housing challenges for good. During our phone call, we asked Kim Pansparentak how the coronavirus housing crisis we have already talked about in one of the previous podcasts of this series is reflected in her report, but also how can the EU Green Deal and its renovation wave in particular be a win-win for the housing sector. And most importantly, what are the tools that Brussels actually should add to the national policy toolboxes when it comes to housing? This is our interview with Dutch Green MEP Kim Pansparentak. The coronavirus housing crisis we have already talked about in one of the previous podcasts of this series has both short and long-term effects. How is this new reality reflected in your report? Well, I think, first of all, um, it's uh, it's showing so clearly that um, the housing crisis, um, uh, you know, and what effect it has on the on the on the on people's lives and um, people are having to be at home now. Um, which means uh, in the current situation for a lot of people that they actually can't. Um, you know, the in, in immense increase in homelessness means that there are so many people that don't have the ability to protect themselves. Uh, they don't have the right sanitation products, the, the a way of washing their hands uh, or anything. So first of all, I think um, it shows even more how much... It, Um, importance it is to have enough housing for everyone that everyone can afford and secondly I think um, it also clearly shows that um, you know having a a house which fits you is something that is um, extremely important um, because you know there's so many people who live in a very small apartment who don't even have a kitchen because they can't Mm. afford it and um, and now they're stuck at home. And um, I think um, the main thing that you will see reflected in the report is uh, the even greater conviction that um, an affordable house um, should be a right for everyone. Mm, yeah, that's a basic thing. Um, you have highlighted many times so far uh, publicly the need to bring together the environmental, the social uh, and the innovation side of the EU Green Deal. How would a successful renovation wave to, to stick to the building uh, sector look like in your view? Well, if you if you look at um, the numbers, uh, around 10% of Europeans live in energy poverty. This means that they can't properly heat or cool their house, uh, and especially um, the cooling will be uh, increasingly important um, because of climate change. And um, if you if you will make sure that the European Green Deal is a truly social deal and that we really go for alleviating people from poverty and making sure that we have a more equal world, then um, I think it is a top priority to make sure that we first renovate 
the houses of people who who have poor quality housing um, and the people who um, uh, have health problems because um, of the, the bad installation of their houses. And the good thing is that especially when you look at the social housing sector, uh, usually these are blocks. So this is also something that, that can be done easily um, or more easily than all the individual um, houses. Yeah. So I think that um, this is a clear um, low hanging fruit that um, we should really focus on from the beginning and make sure that people have a comfortable um, quality house to, to live in. And um probably it will also mean that their energy bill will go down mm-hmm. um which is of course a huge stress factor it's it's also something that is now during the covid crisis something that people are very worried about that people can't afford their energy bills because they're home more often um so um i think um for me you know really bringing together that social and green aspect um and and then as you can see especially in in your own environment already um, that um, that the Green Deal is actually something that is for everyone and not just for the elite. And I think that's yeah. very important. Yeah, in the end, it can be something really fundamental for uh, all Europeans. Yeah. Last question from my side. Um, how would you envisage the role of the EU when it comes to dealing with the housing crisis? I mean, for many years, people here in Brussels used to say that uh, the EU has no competence in housing, but now the new reality also due to covid uh, seems to to clearly change that and to bring housing higher on the agenda. But what are the concrete tools that Brussels, for example, could add or should add to the national policy toolboxes? Indeed, for, for many years, um, it has been said, of course, that the EU doesn't have any competence on housing, but it doesn't mean that the European Union doesn't have influence on the housing market. And, um, you know, housing is such a big expense of most Europeans and um, there are many rules, for example, in the internal market regulations um, that make it very difficult for um, for local authorities to make sure that um, they can uh, decide for themselves how they regulate their housing market and whether they uh, see their um, their housing as uh, as something that should be privatized or not. Um, and next to that, I think that we have to look at more investments in social housing through the EU budget. Um, it's already happening uh, more you see that there's a higher priority on that but i think um, we can we can have a a better look at that Um, in general i think the financialization of the the housing market is something that we should be much more critical on Um, you see the the numbers of um, um, money laundering and and um, perhaps um, the buying up of big blocks um, by companies that are on some um, uh, tax uh, haven. And I think that's um, something that we can definitely do from a European perspective. And then uh, lastly, of course, we have to really look at um, the European pillar of social rights. Um, this has been adopted by, um, by the EU a few years ago. And um, it says um, that we really have to make sure that we assist all the homeless people um, and make sure that they all find a house, but also look at the discrimination on the housing market. Um, if you see now uh, how minorities are treated also during the COVID crisis um, and how they are being put out of their houses uh, just because there is now a sort of a loophole. Just making sure that housing is adequate and affordable for everyone and housing is being seen as a fundamental right 
Um, that is in the end the goal we have. And also um, the European Commission wants um, to combat poverty. Well, then they also have to stop up on one of the main needs and that is a roof above our heads. So we, we should be expecting a strong message uh, along these lines being reflected in uh, your reports. I think you can definitely count on that, yes. Kim van Sparentak, thank you very much for your time and your insights. Thank you so much. This has been episode four of our special COVID-19 series of Making a House a Home podcast. Stay tuned with the show on iTunes, Spotify and all other podcast platforms and apps. Don't forget to visit our website, of course, www.housingeurope.eu, where you can also find the coronavirus blog under housingeurope.eu slash COVID-19. Do you have any particular issues or people you would find interesting to be featured in this podcast? Then you can always contact us at communications at housingeurope.eu or on Twitter at Housing Europe. Michalis Goudis has produced and moderated this podcast. Until next time, take care. (laughs) 